Welcome to episode 191 of the Grip Strip Podcast, the victory chasing edition of the Grip Strip Podcast. My name is Philip Matthew. I'm your host, and I'm with my co host, the iRacing Indy 500 champion, a computer genius, a gentleman, and a scholar, and someone who's sporting the old school Jacksonville Jaguars hat uh, while holding his breath because Trevor Lawrence is not at 100%. His name is Joshua Fine. What's going on, brother? Yeah, well, we'll see how Trevor Lawrence is doing this week. But, yeah, that was a little frustrating to see at the end of the game yesterday, which I attended at Jacksonville, uh, seeing the Jacksonville Jaguars defeat the Indianapolis Colts convincingly. So, yes, the iRacing Indy 500 champion was in attendance to see the Indianapolis Colts lose, uh, and the Jaguars have now swept the uh Colts uh, for the 2023 season on the regular season so far. So, um, yeah, that was good to be there for that. Of course, the uh, dope hat as well. So, uh, glad to get that one. Um, and yeah, the racing uh, this weekend, of course, just Las Vegas uh, Cup and Xfinity. And now we have one playoff driver locking his way into the final four. So, uh, yeah, ready to get into it. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, we're going to see what going on with him uh, heading into Thursday Night Football. We'll talk about it in the uh, football segment here uh, later on. Uh, Monday Night Football going on right now. The Cowgirls playing against the L.A. Chargers of Anaheim, Alameda, and all the other residing counties. Um Next week's, uh, they're showing a preview for next week, which will be San Francisco going to Minnesota and U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, tale of two teams right now in terms of their situation. Uh, but we'll talk about that more next week or maybe later in the show. Uh, Larson gets the victory, goes and uh, locks himself into the Final Four. And uh, good uh, circumstance for him to possibly get that second championship coming off a week where he ended up uh, winning his high-limit uh, sprint car series championship, beating his uh, or his buddy Rico Abreu, goes and gets the victory in the final race, but Kyle Larson gets the uh, championship and then also gets his rookie orientation done for the Indianapolis 500. So uh, getting that all situated with McLaren, or McLaren. So that's... Uh, been a pretty busy and fruitful week for the man they call Young Money. Uh, they'll uh, will go also into the and all the key players that were there in the Cup race at Las Vegas yesterday. We'll get into Riley Herbst winning his first Xfinity race. I guess hell is freezing over. Riley Herbst has actually won a race, so um, Stuart Haas Racing dominated. For the most part, um, Herbst hit the wall. Both both guys that won the race uh, races this weekend at Vegas hit the wall, and their cars became faster. That seems convenient. Um, we'll get into Herbst winning, what it means in regards to the points, because that means with two races to go, two guarantees that two drivers are going to make it in on points no matter what, uh, as long as two playoff drivers win the next two weeks. We'll get into week six in the NFL. Jacksonville wins, but uh mentioned Trevor Lawrence gets dinged up there with a knee injury. I heard knee injury, and then I'm like, well, this has been a year uh, in terms of fantasy for me, having Trevor Lawrence and having Joe Burrow on my dynasty team. It's been a disaster. And then um, 
you know, having Jag, we, we went heavy Jaguars on that dynasty team and that hasn't gone so well. Uh, but you know, we'll, hopefully he'll be all right. Hopefully they hold him out. Um, because it's the New Orleans Saints. It's not like they can do anything on offense. So I think it'll be a defensive battle on Thursday yep. night football. Uh, the 49ers lose Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and at, for a portion of the game, Trent Williams uh, lay an egg against the uh, Cleveland Browns and P.J. Walker, uh, who tried to give him the game. And uh, you know, the worst game that Brock Purdy has played in his young career it was due to happen. I had a bad feeling about this game for the whole week. Uh, and it just kind of makes sense that they ended up going there early, early uh, game on the East Coast, one o'clock game. So 10 a.m. start for them coming off of the Cowgirls win on Sunday night football. And uh, they laid an egg. Uh, Jacksonville solidifies their position in the division. While the Houston Texans are chasing them with uh, C.J. Stroud and company, so uh, thing to look at there. No undefeated teams left in the NFL. So for all those Miami Dolphins fans that still hold on to that that deal from '72, they can all um, celebrate drinking uh, drinking uh, seltzer water or whatever they're drinking with whatever teeth they have left. Um, getting all the other things going on in the NFL as well. And also fantasy, where my fantasy teams this week have been taking a beating. Uh, Petit Lamar uh, opens up the roundup. We have uh, the Wheel and Engineering Cadillac and the Wayne Taylor Racing 10 car. Uh, yet another instance of those two cars going against each other at Petit Lamar. And yet again, the 10 car falls short. Um, wrecks in the process, trying to uh, go and pass the 31 of Pippo Durrani. Uh, they end up winning the championship. The 60 Meyer Shank Racing Acura wins the race overall. We'll get into all the results of that, um, and also the the um, Michelin uh, Endurance Cup. NHRA at Dallas saw a record for uh, women racers and enders that Maggot Moron becoming the winningest female uh, racer in NHRA history, and by getting her win in Pro Stock. And then uh, the Tony Stewart racing duo of of Matt Hagen, Leah Pruitt winning and getting the double up in Nitro and taking the points lead with two races to go in the uh, NHRA countdown. MotoGP, Moto2 were, was at Indonesia last week and uh, it'll be at Phillip Island this week. They um, Peko Bagnaya bounces back from a bad qualifying. Uh, Jorge Martin had lost gotten close within three points and but fell in the race and Peko Bagnaya wins so retakes that momentum got that momentum back and puts himself back in uh the driver's seat to win a second consecutive world championship uh then B we'll talk about F1 Academy they've been off for a while so we'll uh get back into the points and what that's all about since they'll be racing at Coda and give uh uh nod to the british drink car championship uh they raced uh i think what is it a week ago or so but we'll go and give a uh reference to them and also some other news and notes in the world of racing uh this past week last few days and then we'll do previews of the u.s grand prix at coda it'll be a sprint race weekend again and then um and then uh, we'll preview homestead the triple header 
Josh will let us know all things going on in the world of sim racing uh, in his segment, and then we'll close the deal. All right, so first things first, we will go into the NASCAR Cup Series South Point uh, Hotel and Casino 400 at uh, at uh, Las Vegas, and it saw Kyle Larson win both stages and lead the most laps after starting second. Uh, 133 of the races, 267 laps. Uh, Christopher Bell tried to make it interesting late in the race, uh, finished eight hundredths of a second off uh, his old buddy from the USAC days. Uh, but Kyle Larson dominates at a track that has been one of his better racetracks in his career, gets the grand slam in that sense. Um and goes and gets the victory that will now lock him into the final four with a chance to possibly uh, get a second Cup Series championship. Kyle Larson, the winner over Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, Ross Chastain, your top five. Uh, Brad Keselowski led the third most laps, so three drivers in the top four basically led the whole entire race. Outside of that, uh, you had... You had uh, 33 35 laps yeah 32 32 35 laps led amongst four other drivers being will byron denny dennis hamlin or no martin truex jr dennis hamlin and jj ailey uh blaney who was sixth initially but we'll get into that momentarily uh, Will Byron, Tyler Reddick, Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, Chris Buescher finishes 11th, uh, the lowest of the the playoff drivers in the Drivers' Championship. William Clyde Elliott, the second, uh, wrecked his car in practice and had a bad had a bad day, at, and which he never really got anywhere and ended up finishing 32nd. So his his chances of making the owners making the final four for the owners is based on him getting that uh, elusive victory here in uh, 2023 for uh, the man that is uh, known as chase uh, trying to get uh, the, he'll win his most popular driver award as he always does every year but uh, chances of him winning are slim and none right now but yeah i mean larson gets the victory there wasn't a whole lot of action only one caution in stage one outside of the, the stage break, or two cautions, one for a stage break. Uh, two cautions, single car incidents in stage two before the stage break. All single car incidents uh, took place there. Uh, not a lot of, I mean, there were, there was 20 lead changes among seven drivers, but as I said, the vast majority of the race was led by uh, three drivers, Larson Bell and Keselowski. Larson was fast off the truck. The only thing he didn't get was the pole, or, or else he really would have had everything. Uh, but Larson, Josh, has uh, the momentum, and he has the opportunity to become the fourth driver in the last six years to win this race and then go to Phoenix and win the championship, which usually means winning the race itself. So... Uh, three of the last five years has been the case prior to Sunday. We'll see if that'll become four out of the last six years here in a couple of weeks' time for young money. Yeah, I mean, let's 
go back though first uh, for Kyle Larson uh, leading up to this win. Um, obviously, he had a big week with his win uh, in the high limit sprint car series, uh, winning the championship there uh, in his own series, and then going out and testing an Indy car uh, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the uh, rookie orientation program there and got approved to go run the Indy 500 after meeting all the uh, requirements and everything, and then goes out here and just uh, completely dominates uh, uh, here at Las Vegas. So, uh, you know, if you're a Larson fan, you know, he actually had a pretty big week there. But, you know, in this race, um, yeah, I mean, dominated throughout the uh, entire event. Uh, you know, go back to what he did in 2021, uh, the first race before the uh, championship uh, round at Phoenix. He won at uh, Texas back in 2021 to open up the round of eight. So definitely a uh, opportunity there uh, now uh, that if he does win this uh, championship, it would continue that trend, like you said. Uh, so yeah, that, that's going to be interesting. We'll see how uh, that plays out. You know, honestly, in our picks, you know, last week when we were making our picks for this race, I picked William Byron, I believe, but I really like in my mind uh, thought, you know, Larson could really come out to play, you know, based on what we saw uh, in the race in March, you know, with Larson uh, winning, well, not winning that race, but, you know, he came close to winning that race. And then, uh, you know, caution came out of the last uh, second. And then Larson uh, didn't end up winning that one over uh, William Byron. So, um, you know, he had the car in March to do it and now comes back uh, in here in October at Las Vegas and goes out and just completely dominates. Yeah. He had the spin out there, uh, in, uh, you know, in, uh, the middle of the race and almost, almost gave up the race there. But, uh, I think the wall helped him out there from keeping it out of control, but you know, he does have that technique of being able to save a car and just lock up all four tires and, and hold on to it. And, you know, I think that rest of that stage, though, you know, or that rest of that run, though, he did have uh, maybe flat spotted there, but was able to recover, obviously, and uh, go back and win the stage. So, uh, you know, Larson was able to come back from that, and they put together a good race. So uh, now he locks himself into the championship four, and yeah, I think he's definitely one of the guys that I think I would have had in mind to uh, make it to the championship four. Uh, We'll see, you know, who the rest of them are. Uh, but, you know, almost at the end, uh, Christopher Bell almost got him, though, at the end with uh, the run that he was on. And, uh, you know, Larson, I think, just put together the last couple of laps, put, put together a better better set than uh, Bell did uh, and was able to just barely beat him back uh, to the line there. So second closest finish in Las Vegas history, I think. I think the closest one was uh, Jimmy Johnson versus Matt Kenseth back in 2006. So, uh, yeah, that's a, I guess, decent finish there, uh, even though Bell didn't uh, make an attempt uh, to pass it wasn't really in a position there uh, to pass. So uh, yeah, Larson obviously dominated, uh, and then you know I think Bell was basically just a classic dirt race in a way between Larson and Bell, and then everybody else. So um, yeah, with uh, the way the rest of the field you know falls out uh, of this, um, you know William Byron uh, led a lap and finished in sixth, and now uh, still five points, or you know he's still on the good side to make it into Phoenix and everything. And I think um, if he didn't win this race here at Las Vegas, I definitely think he could be a candidate to win 
at Homestead. Uh, Truex had a bad sequence in stage two where they stayed out and then they fell behind so many laps and there's you know a bit of an exchange there with him and his crew chief uh but they were able to recover and get an eighth place finish and you know i'll say that if truex somehow makes it to phoenix you know it's definitely a a backdoor entry into the playoffs with he's only three points to the good right now so he somehow makes it in that you know considering how he's performed this entire playoff uh run you know, this is a definitely a backdoor entry um, based on how he performed in the regular season and probably one of, would be one of the more fraudulent, uh, I guess, seeds in the final four that we've ever had for NASCAR. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. And then, of course, uh, Ryan Blaney got disqualified uh, initially, but then today on Monday they announced that they had rescinded the penalty. So he gets his sixth place finish back there. So uh, still minus 10 on points uh you know after after that result so don't really know if they'll have the speed to make it into the final four but um now they've rescinded it so now he's not in that deep of a hole that he initially would have been uh you know post penalty and now post post uh rescind or you know post post penalty or whatever how you want to call that but yeah um like you say yeah not not too much happened really in the race you had a couple of cautions there legacy motor called getting into some incidents. Alex Bowman had a spin out on the front stretch. And, you know, later on the race, Ty Gibbs had an incident where the tire came off. So we probably expect a penalty there uh, for his crew. So uh, tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, now we have one guy locked in the final four. So definitely, you know, looking forward to Homestead and Martinsville. And we'll see if we, you know, get some, a surprise guy in the final four over the next two weeks. Yeah. I think now as it stands for the Ford guys, I mean, granted for Blaney, the penalty that they said there was a shock, some sort of shock issue on the left front corner. It seemed convenient, uh, especially knowing that he wasn't a factor in the race. He didn't lead. He was, when you look at his, the results for him during the day, he was sixth and eighth in the stages, not leading a lap. I don't understand, like, why wouldn't you go, if you're going to do a random, why aren't you doing a random with, with the, with, I don't know, somebody who's out of the playoffs, like, uh, for one, I mean, why wouldn't you look at Brad? The guy has nothing to race for at that point, but now all of a sudden he's running good, and like Kyle Busch. Those are two people I'd be looking at for randoms. I mean, I, first of all, I'd be pulling any Hendrick car on a weekly basis, but I'd also and Gibbs car. So that's where the five and the twenty would go. But then the next two people I'd probably be looking at uh, are Brad and Kyle. Uh, I guess in terms of that, when you look at the Fords, Blaney was the second uh, highest finishing Ford. So, um, but I, I found that penalty to to it stunk to me. And uh, thankfully, they rescinded it. Uh, Points-wise, of course, it's still not going to be easy for him or Christopher Busher to make it in. Uh, early that momentum from the summer when uh, Busher won all those races, I think it's kind of gone away. Blaney's, uh, Blaney's been up there for a lot of the year, but it just hasn't been fast every single you know every single race or fast enough he did it at at charlotte he's gonna have to have a race he's gonna have to put two races 
together in the last three that are like Charlotte if he wants to win the championship. And um, it's high. there's a higher likelihood that that's going to come from a, a Hendrick car or a Gibbs car. In, um, I mean, Larson now gets the free roll for two weeks. Byron has been that guy for the majority of the year. And then, I mean, as Josh mentioned, Truex has been absolute dog shit the whole entire playoffs. And if he backdoors his way in there, so be it. He's great at, he's been great at, at Martinsville in recent years. He's not great at Phoenix. Uh, the points are in his favor, uh, but he needs, he would need a miracle to to go to Phoenix and actually be a contender. He'd be making up the numbers in that final four. Uh, speaking of the playoff points, as we go to Homestead, Larson takes the points lead with his fourth win of the season by seven over William Byron. Truex and Hamlin are tied for third. Um, the difference is the playoff points. Uh, Truex has four more than Hamlin. Same amount of wins, stage wins. Hamlin has one more stage win. Christopher Bell, their teammate, is two points behind them. So that's the immediate battle. There's two points separating the three Joe Gibbs racing drivers. Uh, 16 points separates Tyler Reddick and the and his owner and Truex. Uh, 17 points Blaney to those two guys. And then uh, 20 Three points for Christopher Busher uh, there in the cut in the eighth spot. So as it stands right now, Reddick, Blaney, Busher, all looking for that victory. Reddick uh, going to a racetrack that over the years has been one of his best racetracks in his career, a place where he's won two Xfinity championships at Homestead. You'd venture to think that that's one he's had circled all season. Um, especially with the way they've put the cars they put together at 2311 this year. And then in the race for fifth in points, uh, as of now, for right now, ninth in points, Keselowski has a 25-point lead on Ross Chastain. Uh, we'll see how that all works out after uh, Martinsville there. Okay, so we'll move forward to the Xfinity series is the Alsco uniforms 302 which sees riley herbst get his first career xfinity win in his um what is it hundred and hundred uh they have to go into this because like, it's it's just hard to believe um 8.476 of herbst was his friend 139 start thank you yeah i saw it same time you did 139 start at home uh at Las Vegas, 14.9 second victory, which isn't shocking. These Xfinity races on the cookie cutters usually spread out and end up being long fuel mileage type of deals. And uh, that's what it ended up being, nine cars or ten cars on the lead lap. And then in a, a further five, uh, a lap down. So, yeah, things got really spread out there late. Um Riley Herbst gets the victory, wins one stage, leads the most laps. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek from tailback again, uh, star, uh, finishes second. Cole Custer started second, finished third, won one stage, finished second in the other, led the second most laps. Uh, 
165 of the races, 201 laps were led by the Stuart Haas racing duo. Then you add Chandler Smith to that mix, and those three guys led all but uh, 13 laps of the race. So similar to what the cup race was uh, they had on Saturday. Uh, Chandler Smith finishes fourth, Sam Mayer fifth, Allgaier Hill, Austin Hill, Bruckshot Jones, Daniel Hemrick, and Lane Riggs driving the 11 for uh, Colleg rounds out the top 10. The five cars, one lap down, Myatt Snyder, Josh Berry, Myatt Snyder driving 19, Barry Kligerman, Retzloff, uh, and Sheldon Creed. Uh, Sheldon Creed 15, Sammy Smith got stage points but finished two laps down in 17th. Uh, he is in deep trouble. Both those guys are in deep trouble in regards to their chances to win or get into the final four. It's interesting that Parker Retzloff and uh, Creed are together there since the rumors say that uh, uh, Paperboy is going to be getting into that wheel and engineering number two Chevy for RCR. So that would be an, a cool thing to see uh, for those uh for all for those like yourself josh being a big time sim guy a guy coming from the sim world getting into the real world driving and being in one of the biggest seats in the xfinity series but when it comes to no there's no place like home and riley herbst went out there and took advantage of a pretty clean clean race uh there's three cautions in in uh, the first stage, there was a huge wreck in and a red flag that was caused by Kaz uh, blowing an engine. And then one one la- the last caution was for the stage break. And then they ran the third stage green. But um, yeah, Riley Herbst goes out there and gets a victory uh, soon after he had uh, signed an extension to come back for next year at Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, Herps goes and gets a victory at home. It's strange. Uh, strange things happen in Las Vegas, and by golly, Riley Herps went out there and won. Yeah, I mean Riley Herps, 139 starts. You know, kind of reminds me of Cole Custer's first win in the Xfinity Series with uh, Stuart Haas all the way back in 27. Yeah, 2017 when he won there and had a 10 second lead uh, to win that, but. Um, yeah, just a really interesting, uh, you know, result there with, you know, how he's been struggling here in the Xfinity Series, you know, for so long. And we haven't seen the 98 car win since uh, Chase Briscoe, you know, all the way back in 2020. And, you know, I think, you know, for a while, you know, we, I think you probably have mentioned how, you know, there's no way this guy should be in this car. But, you know, eventually, you know, I think this year he's performed you know pretty well honestly in in terms of um you know being able to uh compete on a week-to-week basis and um you know they've uh, had a good season overall you know obviously they're um you know not competing for the playoffs anymore but um you know they've had a decent year and you know finally he was able to put it all together and um you know just basically spank the field and he made it made it work you know i think they're even talking about on Twitter, like around 70 to go, saying that the possibility of Riley Herbst winning his first Xfinity race, which tells you how good that car was and just how uh, smooth uh, he was able to handle uh, throughout the entire race uh, compared to even his teammate and Cole Custer now back in the Xfinity series. So, um, 
yeah, I mean Riley Herbs, uh, Riley Herbs uh, getting out a, a win, and you know I think you know for somebody like that winning in his home track, uh, where you know he's from, where his family has his uh, you know fuel uh, chain, the terrible Hurst. Uh, you know, it's good for, uh, that family as well. So, um, you know, Las Vegas native getting their first victory in NASCAR. That's a pretty good story there, but, you know, for the playoff drivers, you know, John Hunter-Nemechek, um, I think he's pretty much locked in at this point. Um, and, you know, I think for Cole Custer and, uh, Chandler Smith, you know, I think, uh, Custer, I mean, he's got a pretty good cushion right now in points. Uh, to Chandler Smith, so he's you know he's got a 15 point lead here uh, on fifth place, Chandler Smith. So um, I think it's going to take a lot. You know, I mean things can't happen in the next two races, but I think it's going to take a lot for uh, somebody to on points at least to overtake uh, Cole Custer there for that final spot. Um, I mean, I think you know we could see a surprise win from somebody like Sam Mayer or you know even like Sammy Smith, uh, but uh, especially at Martinsville, but, you know, I think it's going to come come down to probably the top four as it is, uh, make it into, you know, the final four here at Phoenix. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens uh, in the next couple of races, but, you know, I think uh, Homestead's probably going to be a battle between John Hunter Nemechek and Austin Hill and possibly Allgaier. So I think those three cars have been the best on mile and a half uh, this year, and I think that's probably what it'll look like uh here but um or we could have another non-playoff guy win potentially um that hasn't won yet or has one and it's not competing for the playoffs anymore but um yeah that's a gonna be interesting to see how this uh playoff uh ends up you know working out but yeah i think um you know this this race was also kind of you know similar to the cup race you know very you know similar cookie cutter uh race where things kind of get strung out and definitely with riley herbst winning in the way he did definitely did get very strung out at the end yeah and i mean i i wouldn't count out uh cole custer in that we'll talk about it later because cole custer has won multiple races at homestead in his xfinity career so that's uh something to look at i mean the reality of the world is we've named the top four guys in the series this year. So we come down to the final eight. We've knocked out some tougher drivers in that first round. And once you start really thinking about process of elimination amongst that final eight, uh, you got two guys that are basically too inconsistent to get out of their own way. And in, um, in Sammy Smith and Sheldon Creed, and Sammy Smith is uh is um what do you call a lame duck there and so is sheldon creed so both of them are not going to get prime equipment and then you have chandler smith who's leaving more than likely leaving uh college racing as well so there that's not really going anywhere and then sam mayer is coming back next year but he has to make up uh 16 points um or yeah, he's minus 16. Yeah, he has to make up 16 points on Cole Custer, uh, which is asking a lot, really. Um, Sammy Smith and Jell and Gree, they're going to need a win and or nothing. Uh, Chandler Smith, Sam Mayer, Austin Hill, Justin Allgaier, and Cole Custer, all those five guys, that's a lot of points you're talking about, but they're all really... Um, 
they're in a nice little bunch there. So one one issue for any of those drivers, and it could flip its lid, or two of those guys have problems, and Chandler Smith, Samir could be in the mix to go and, and race for the championship. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. I mean, Nemechek gets that second-place finish coming from tailback and increases his points lead by, what is it now, it's 26 points over Justin Allgaier. He's plus 47 over the cut line, needs to be plus 61 over the cut line uh, after um, after Las Vegas or after Homestead to um, to lock himself into the final four based on points, no matter what happens. So that's a com- that's another what 14 points. So would assume that we're going to be looking at him trying to get more stage wins. And um, I would think that the likes of Justin Allgaier and uh, Custer would want to prevent that. Um, Allgaier's won more stages than Nemechek, but uh, this is a prime example of why he's been chasing those stage wins. If he can get two more stage wins, there's a pretty high likelihood he's going to lock himself into the final four without having to do anything at Martinsville, which becomes a carnage, uh, carnage cup. Um, Austin Hill, surprisingly, has only won four stages this year, uh, which, uh, which is pretty crazy. Um, I mean, the, yeah, they don't, yeah, that is pretty insane to think that he's only won, uh, one, one stage or four stages the whole entire year. That's, that is something interesting to look at there all right uh let us move forward then uh into week six nfl the per i mean i mentioned for jacksonville uh they get the victory over indianapolis no um they got to go against gardner Minshew uh because um anthony richardson had a shoulder ac joint uh injury and then had a concussion as well so there's a likelihood that the rookie top five draft pick uh, franchise quarterback for the Colts may end up being out for the season so that that was fun while it lasted and I'm paying the price for that in one of my fantasy teams um just to go through some of the other things I mean CJ uh CJ Stroud and Will Anderson the two uh, rookies that uh, Houston got in the top three picks, uh, they were able to go and get another victory there uh, over the New Orleans Saints, which bodes well for Jacksonville this week, playing them on a short week, even though they may or may not have Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the bigger story of the weekend was uh, the defenses of both the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. Uh, the Cleveland Browns made uh, Brock Purdy look human, uh, seem human, after what has been a pretty magical ride so far for him since the NFC Championship game last uh, January. Or, yeah, um, the New York Jets, Bob Sala, go out there at home uh, at MetLife and knock off the Philadelphia Eagles, defending NFC champions, make uh, force... Uh, uh, Three interceptions out, out of J- Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are, I mean, they've been kind of uh, 50-50, kind of if uh, 
uh, an iffy proposition for the majority of the season being five and one in a lot of ways is lucky uh based on how they've played on offense for a good amount of the season uh defensively they've been pretty solid um unfortunately they weren't able to hold up uh against the jets but i don't think that was as much to do with the 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 defense the eagles defense as it was the jets defense being able to make plays um uh Kyron williams comes again yeah but then you just got hurt so um you know Reem mostert miami gets another victory doubles up uh carolina panthers who do not have their first round draft pick because they traded for um what do you call their quarterback and now that'll be chicago's pick which is likely going to be they'll have the one and two draft picks uh cincinnati bengals win but it was ugly it's been that way all year it seems but now all of a sudden they're back to three and three so now they're um they're gonna they're in the mix once again the 49ers i mentioned uh lost to lost to uh whatever i'm I'm forgetting uh pj um pj walker it was an ugly game really should have never been in that position uh but you know i think they were just due to lay an egg and having to go travel uh travel to the east coast or midwest whatever the hell uh play a 10 o'clock start um was uh too much a struggle for uh for brock purdy didn't have he was under 100 yards until late in the fourth quarter you know, bad bad officiating bad play calling by kyle shanahan who once things get tight he becomes a really bad play caller uh yet once again uh another example of that uh true losing christian mccaffrey who's basically been the offensive player of the year so far this year and debo samuel is not great and then losing the best offensive lineman uh in the nfl and one of the greatest offensive linemen in the history of the league for a period of time doesn't help against a really tough uh pass rush but putting a rookie kicker out there albeit the one that they spent a third round draft pick on to make field goal he missed a 54 yarder earlier in the day and then uh uh pushed pushed a 41 yarder wide right it was a it was a confluence of circumstances it was worst case scenario and uh, unfortunately niners lose but now they have a long week they have uh uh, to go and prepare to go and fly out to Minneapolis for Monday night football uh, next week and uh, have to recover and get themselves back on track. And then you're playing for Buccaneers past New England Patriot. Yeah, that's Justin Fields gets hurt. So that's a huge one as for me and one of my fantasy teams, uh, in bad shape with that i'm gonna need a quarterback uh gardner Minshew gets exposed for what he is which is a good backup uh atlanta falcons uh lose to the washington general commander redskins and uh so that's uh another one yeah tennessee time had to pull the seat yeah yeah so those are just a few i mean it's a it has been a 
It's been a crazy week in football for sure, Josh. I mean, Baltimore wins uh, in London against those Titans. The Titans are really bad. Kansas City won, of course, on Thursday night. Closer game than it probably would have thought it would have been. Uh, it was ten and a half, so I guess they covered. Uh, Commanders, I mentioned, win. Vikings win, uh, but the Chicago loses. Uh, Justin Fields. I mentioned the Niner Brown game. Bengals win ugly. I mentioned that Miami Jaguars. You're going to get into a more Houston wins that game. Uh, earlier talked about that. Las Vegas beats the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots are in bad are in bad shape. They are dog crap. They're two games behind the New York Jets, and they beat the New York Jets. That's their only win of the year. Um, uh, Rams beat Arizona. That Arizona was. On a little, they had momentum early to start the year, but that's gone away. The creamsicle uniforms did not help the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are 5-1. and one. The Detroit Lions are leading the NFC North, and they're one of the three best teams in the NFC. I, You did not hear that wrong. The Detroit Lions are one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, the Buffalo Bills won ugly, uh, but they won. So they're... They are a game behind the Miami Dolphins. And right now, the top three teams are separated by two games right now. Miami uh, and Kansas City are tied for the... They're in the mix for the number one seed. Baltimore and Jacksonville uh, pick up the three and four seeds at the moment. I'm not sure with all the machinations. It's only week six, but they're all the division leaders there. Uh, You look at Buffalo would be one of the wild cards i think houston is there i mean i have to yeah playoffs right now so right now the uh, kansas city miami baltimore jacksonville then buffalo pittsburgh and cleveland would be the um the the teams uh indianapolis houston new york jets the chargers vegas cincinnati are all outside at the moment uh, that are at 500. So then uh, in the NFC right now, Philly, San Francisco, Detroit, that's the order they show right now. Uh, top team, I don't know if that's based on whatever any, there's a, I'm, I have to look on NFL.com to make sure. But, and then Tampa Bay leads their division, which is a shithole of a division. Uh, Seattle, Dallas, and the Rams right now in for the wild card. With another three teams that are at 500, uh, Commanders, Falcons, which doesn't have an offense, and the New Orleans Saints, that also is not great at all. Um, Green Bay is two and three. You have uh, three teams that are one and five, and one team that is Ofer in Carolina. The NFC with the Chicago, the Giants, Arizona, and Carolina. Minnesota's at two and four, so they're actually uh, only a game out of uh second i guess in the division because they're or half game behind green bay and then uh yeah so they're a half game behind green bay for second in the division division and uh, so that's something there uh yeah early days a lot of injuries going on things we're gonna have to definitely look at as the season moves forward because People are falling like, uh, dropping like flies right now in the NFL. So, uh, Josh, uh, let us know what you were 
thoughts of the game going against your old quarterback, uh, going and being at the ambiance of being at the stadium, being there for the game itself, uh, how that all went, and how you're feeling as you lead into a short week, uh, Thursday night football against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah, Gardner Minshew going back to Jacksonville for the first time uh, playing uh, against them. And yeah, it was still Minshew Magic, just in a different way this time, of course, because 2019 Minshew Magic was uh, running around and scoring for the Jaguars and uh, making crazy plays. And now Minshew Magic uh, last yesterday was him throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball away uh, and giving the Jaguars opportunities to go out and score uh, either short field touchdowns or, uh, you know, getting field goals. So, um, yeah, just a little bit of different way there. So uh, that was good. Uh, you know, just the ambiance being in the game, uh, you know, I think with the way, you know, the way the stadium was, I mean, there weren't that many Coles fans, you know, there's always like a, a pocket of Coles fans that sit out in the stands on the visitor's side. But, yeah, I think it was mostly Jaguars fans. Um, you know, there's a lot of people there, obviously. And, um, you, know, you know, I think everybody was welcoming them home after, you know, being there in London for two weeks. So, um, you know, just being able to come home and, uh, you know, be able to, get a good victory, a divisional win, uh, against the, you know, team that they were tied in, in the, uh, division to take the division lead. So, uh, yeah, that was good, of course. And, uh, you know, it was a good weather, uh, not really too hot, honestly, I guess, I guess the weather's like all, all of a sudden changed in like the entire state of Florida. Cause, um, you know, just feel like maybe a week and a half ago, you know, you still probably like 85 degrees outside and Sunday it was like mid seventies, uh, you know, throughout the entire game, uh, you know, in the morning it was in the sixties and it was actually a little, a little cold. And, uh, you know, for me, I had to actually put on a long sleeve, uh, which actually benefited, uh, because it was still clear. So, you know, even though the air itself is not hot, you know, obviously the sun clear, uh, clear skies, you know, still can get a sunburn from that. And, uh, I was able to protect my arms and neck and everything, but I forgot to put sunblock on my face. So, uh, my nose is, uh, sunburnt a little bit and the bottom half of my face that wasn't covered by my sunglasses or my hat, uh, or my hoodie. So, um, a little bit sunburnt there, but that's all right. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, vibes were good at the game and everything went with a couple of friends uh and so i'm glad glad that they were able to come and you know glad that they were able to see uh jaguars victory there um and be able to you know uh, experience all of that of course uh but uh the game itself i mean you know they started out got a touchdown uh got a another touchdown almost immediately after Minshew fumbled and then got another touchdown and they're up 20, 21 to six at the, at the half. Uh, but I do question some of the game management uh, in the second half, you know, they had a big lead and, um, yeah, I think, yeah, they were able to get another touchdown with, uh, Trevor to Brenton strange there for his first uh, touchdown and his career. But as, yeah, as a rookie in the NFL, but, um, yeah, I think with uh, some of the play calling they did in the second half um, to try to uh, put the game away, you know, it's probably questionable. Um, 
you know, they had a third and one handoff to Travis Etienne that he, I think it was a pitch handoff that they took to the outside and that one got snuffed out. And I think he either made it back to the line of scrimmage or he lost a yard or two on that one. And, um, you know, third and one, just run it up the middle, I guess, uh, there to close out the game. And then, you know, later on the play that Trevor got hurt on, uh, play action, naked bootleg rolling out to the left and, uh, ends up getting taken down for a sack. You know, you can argue, um, probably have a credible argument to say that Trevor Lawrence probably should have just given up on the play or throw it away or just, you know, slide for the sack, uh, there, but, you know, I, and you know he did try to fight it out on the end of the plane. That's what led to him spraining his knee. That's the official reports. He's got a low grade knee sprain um, or bone bruise or something like that. So we'll see how he is for Thursday night. But um, you know, on one hand, you can argue, yeah, he needs to learn how to uh, live to play another down in those situations. Although there and you know the coaching play call in that uh, scenario. Uh, you know, again, you know, why aren't we handing it off? Uh, on that play, you know, going up the middle or something like that, or um, even, uh, you know, they had another play in the first half where I think it was either short field on third down or fourth down where they handed it off to uh, Tanky Bigsby in the fullback position uh, with uh, Tra- Travis Etienne uh, as the running back in the backfield. And they used that was an interesting formation that I hadn't really seen those players be using, but you know, why didn't they do that later in the game and show that look, uh, with, um, you know, with, uh, handing it off to, uh, uh, tank Bigsby there as the fullback. So definitely think that they probably could have chosen a better play call, uh, to try to put your players in the best position without taking, uh, too much risk or even, even just using a, a passing play that was low risk without the chance to be exposed like that. So, uh, you know, that's something we're going to have to look out for later this week. If Trevor's able to go on Thursday night, you know, it's also a short week. They've already ruled out Tyson Campbell and um, guard uh, Brandon Sheriff there. So going to be interesting to see how um, Trevor's able to, you know, respond to this injury. Do they put him on rest and let him rest until the game against the Steelers on October 29? Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, the the game itself. I mean, at least we got the win over uh, the Colts, and we did allow them to come back and score two touchdowns. But you know, I mean, it's obviously mostly garbage time touchdowns, so it doesn't really matter. But you know, giving them the opportunity to go score with uh, you know some of the play calling that they did on offense that led them to give the ball back to uh, the Colts. Um, you know, if they were facing a better team than the Colts or a team with a better quarterback than the Colts, then you know definitely would have to. Uh, you know, be a little bit concerned about that, but, um, you know, at least they, they get the win and probably their, uh, most complete victory of the season so far. So, um, at least there's that, but, you know, at the same time, um, you know, franchise quarterback potentially injured, uh, not, you know, not seriously injured, but, uh, enough where, uh, there's the potential that he could miss the game, especially on a short week. So, that's a little concerning there, but, um, yeah, fantasy wise still got the win over Wilson this week. So, uh, Justin Fields on for Wilson, Justin Fields got ruled out early on in the game, uh, or some, at some point during that, uh, one o'clock game. So, uh, unfortunate for him there. Um, yeah, for me, uh, Debo Samuel got ruled out pretty early on. So, uh, we'll see how that looks 
uh, looks like, but you know, still, still grinding out the win, of course. And Travis Etienne uh, got two touchdowns early on, so uh, he was definitely eating uh, that day. So um, now, actually, in fantasy for week, yeah, for week seven, we're facing each other in the fall brawl. So uh, good luck to you, I guess, this week. And uh, I've got. We'll see how my lineup looks like because I've got a couple players on bye and then Trevor possibly out, so I'll have to work some strategy to finagle getting a, a backup quarterback possibly off the free agent bench. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And uh, one one other note, they did announce at the uh, Jaguars game that the 49ers-Jaguars game on November 12 is designated as a throwback type of game, although they said that they're not going to have throwback uniforms, but they are using the throwback Jaguars logo from the 90s and also the 49ers uh, logo, which hasn't really changed that much, the one that they used uh, during the 90s. Uh, that's, well, I think, a little bit more s- simpler than the one that they have now. The one they have now is the slightly more, I guess, uh, different, but uh, it's uh, definitely a, a throwback logo that they used in the 90s. Uh, so I guess from that aspect, period correct, but still waiting for the Jaguars to pull out the uh, throwback uniforms that they used in the 90s, which I think still still stand out today They that they could pull out and use as their regular uh, uniforms uh, today, which I probably would prefer over the ones that they have now, although I do like the ones that they, that they currently are wearing. So um yeah, good week, uh, of course, in the NFL. Uh, still got the Chargers and the um, Cowboys playing right now. Uh, so we'll see how the result of that game. So you know, hopefully, uh, I mean, I guess I'd like to see the Chargers win. Not really a big Cowboys fan at all, so don't really like them. So um, that that should be an interesting game. So, yeah, we'll see you know, how week seven goes. Uh, um, and see how our fantasy matchup goes. Uh, looking forward to our, our fantasy matchup here in uh, Fall Brawl that we have at least twice a year, so looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's been uh, rough for me the last couple of weeks. Lost last week and then losing to the team that's leading the league, undefeated Luke, uh, will be going to uh, 6-0. and uh, Isn't going to win high points. That'll go to Vic, but still going to six and oh and uh i'm gonna drop to three and three josh uh, will move up to four and two uh wilson will drop to three and three as well matt is gonna move to three and three so that'll uh, cluster up the last playoff spots there um manny takes another loss uh joe loses again so he's over right now and jeff is uh any given sunday is gonna get another win beating uh steve in the process so i lost to steve i think last week um or no i lost to wilson bad and then beat manny beat matt barely beat jeff and then got killed by steve week one so it's been a feast or famine for me this year and it's more famine this week um yeah next week's matchup is uh uh, with all the buys going on with the injuries it's gonna make it a little it'll make it interesting for sure i think joe will finally get off the schneid as long as he's checking his team um yeah so luke is probably gonna get the six and oh more than likely uh vic and and wilson will be playing each other 
So that'll be a, it is a good week to schedule the rivalry week there for sure. Um, hopefully, you know, I can actually put up a fight. I'll take, I'll, I'll take putting up a fight. Um, not, don't want to get run out the door. Uh, that, that would be a novel concept. Uh, leaving Minshew on the bench would be nice. I've got, I've got Anthony Richardson there on the bench. Holder is likely to miss the rest of the year. So there you go. So Indianapolis is fucked. Um, that was, that was reported uh, a half hour ago. Anthony Richardson likely missed the rest of the year. This seems to confirm suspicions that the electric rookie was considering. See, yeah. So, yeah, so that's done. So now, um, that's that. So that means Gardner Minshew will be playing the rest of the year, which means if you have Indianapolis Colts on your, on your uh, fantasy team, then, uh, it'll be a lot of garbage time production but not a lot of actual production uh so we'll see what happens with that yeah i mean i'm losing in my league badly in uh the one i i'm lost in i'm losing every league that i'm in sans one i think uh i've lost this week so i'm one in three which is uh not great but i also look uh look at it in the sense then if the Niners are winning and they're competitive, then I can deal with the fact that the that the, I'm losing in fantasy. So we'll see what happens with that as we go along. All right, so let's move forward to the roundup here. And uh, first things first will be the uh, Petit Lama season, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship season finale. I mentioned earlier wheel and engineering the wheel and engineering Cadillac gets the vic the uh, points championship uh but the team that wins the race was uh Meyer Shank Racing last race for them at least uh for now in the GTP category uh Acura's going to take that car and bring it over to Wayne Taylor Andretti uh, Bloomquist, uh, Colin Braun finished the race there, uh, beat uh, 0-1 Cadillac by just under half a second there, uh, which was under yellow actually. Uh, they raced, uh, they ran their, they uh, they finished under yellow because of a wreck or fire, I think, uh, for the 16 car. Um, so Bloomquist, Colin Braun, Elio Castro Neves get the victory. Over Sebastian Bourdais, Renger Van de Zanda, Scott Dixon, Harry Tinknell, Jimmy Bruni, and Neil Yanni for Proton Competition. Porsche lead uh, three Porsches, third, fourth, and fifth. The seven Penske Porsche, Matt Campbell, Felipe Nazar, and Joseph Newgarden. And then Vanderhelm, Mike Rockefeller, and Jensen Button finish fifth the jdc miller porsche durani sims aiken wheel and engineering cadillac finishes sixth um then you have the bmws uh the 25 and the 24 round out the uh gtp classified uh, lead lap cars uh the lmp2 category was won by crowdstrike racing by apr george kurtz ben hanley and nolan siegel and they, um, George Kurtz wins the Jim Truman Award, so they'll be going to Lamar next year. Uh, they were in a battle uh, with the um, 18 car Vera Motorsports, which was driven by Indy Next champion 
Christian Rasmussen, Dwight Merriman, Ryan DL. Rasmussen was running up front and running really fast, but then crashed in the S's um, and knocked themselves out of the race with, uh, what is it, 16, 17 minutes to go. Uh, you have uh, the TDS Racing 35, Fal Gita Vandergaard or Pearson second, the PR1 Matheson uh, 52, Ben Keating, Shatin, and Quinn finished third and won the uh, championship. So that's uh, LMP2. In LMP3, uh, Dickerson, Garg, and Grist, JR3 Racing in their last race as a uh, a team in terms of uh, racing in this category, uh, they're going to be running the. They're going to be housing the Corvette racing uh, team next year. Uh, they win LMP3. Fidani, Bell, and Kern for AWA. Second, Gar Robinson, Felipe Fraga, and Burdon finished third. Uh, Robinson wins the uh, drivers' championship. That was already. Uh, solidified earlier in the day, or I think before prior to this race. Daniel Yunkandela, Jules Gunan, and Mauro Engel for WeatherTech Race. WeatherTech Racing Mercedes gets bookend victories. They won the Daytona 24 hours in GT Pro. They go and win the category again at Petit Le Mans over Klaus Bockler, Patrick Pile, Kevin Estra, the FAF Motorsports Porsche. Uh, last race, the FAF will be running with Porsches. They'll be running McLarens next year in uh, GT Pro. And then third place was Alexander Perguidi, Daniel Serra, David Rigon, Risi Competizioni, Ferrari. Uh, they were actually third, fourth, fifth, sixth in GT. Uh, the GTD uh, podium sand- were sandwiched in between the second and third place finisher. Misha Goikberg, Spinelli. Liddy, the Forte Racing Lamborghini, gets the victory over Patrick Gallagher, Robbie Foley, and Michael Dynan, the Turner Motorsports BMW. Bryn Joffeson, Trent Hinman, and Root for Wright Motorsports, a second Wright Motorsports Porsche, finished third while their main car caught on fire. Um, so, yeah, there was uh, issues. Andretti Autosport, Liget. 85 laps, last race for them in LMP3. Inception Racing, McLaren only ran 44 laps. Uh, look at that. Um, the 10, of course, got knocked out with uh, less than an hour or a little over an hour to go. Ricky Taylor, Philippe Albuquerque, Louis Delatraz. Um, Louis Delatraz, of course, will be bat- will be driving the second uh, Acura for Wayne Taylor Andretti next year with uh, Jordan Taylor. Uh, but crash trying to pass uh, Pippo Durrani there. The Iron Lynx 63 was involved in a late that late race incident that uh, that also took out the Wright Motorsports uh, Porsche uh, Bertolotti, Pepper, and Pereira. They were on the rate of possibly winning the GT Pro class, so that was bad news for them. Hardwick, Robichon. And uh, Halen, the Wright Motorsports Porsche 16 car, Halen had to put the fire out himself. Amongst all the other, there's issues for the other Porsche, for Penske, early in the day, knocked them out of uh, championship uh, contention. 
Hawksworth, Barnacote, and Kirkwood, uh, Barnacote crashed going, turning onto the back straightaway um, uh, half around four hours into the race. They had already locked up the championship, but uh, didn't have a chance to win that race as well. So amongst the people that were uh, knocked out. In terms of the points, Sims and Durrani win by 21 over Albuquerque and Taylor, the Wayne Taylor Acura, and uh, by 22 over the the Meyer Shank guys who lost 200 points uh, with the penalty that they got at the Rolex 24 uh, with uh, the tire pressure penalty that they they uh, had there. So they would have won this championship going away if they had actually had their regular points haul. Uh, Nazar and Campbell fourth and Jaminé and Tandy uh, all round. They're all tied actually at... Uh, at 2691 so that's uh interesting how that all worked out and then connor d Filippi, nick yellow lee uh six the renger van is in sebastian bourday and then augusto farfus philip bang uh round out the guys that were all running the whole season there in uh gtp and then gtp teams same thing the wheel and engineering cadillac over the 10 the 66 7 25 0, 1, 24 and Cadillac wins the Manufacturers Championship over Porsche and uh, Acura. Ben Keating, Paul Loupe-Chatin wins the Drivers LMP2 Drivers Championship over uh, Ben Hanley and George Kurtz. And then Mikkel Jensen, Stephen Thomas. And then PR1 Matheson uh, wins the LMP2 teams over CrowdStrike Racing by APR. And then the two TDS racing cars. Carl Robinson wins the Drivers' Championship over Garrett Grist, is, uh, Garrett Grist, Matthew Bell, Fidani, Mantella, and Wayne Boyd. And then uh, Riley, the Riley 74 wins over the JR3 Racing. And then the two AWAs. Ben Barnacote and Jack Hawksworth wins. They had already locked up GTD Pro over Yunkadella and Jewel Gunan. Um, and then Antonio Garcia and Jordan Taylor third by a point over Klaus Bockler, Patrick Pile, and Alex Riberos Ross Gunn round out the top five. And uh, so that's it, the 14, 79, 3, 9, and 23, and GTD, and then, then Lexus won the Manufacturers Championship over Mercedes, Cor- Chevy Corvette, Porsche, Aston Martin, and Sellers and Snow, one uh, GTD for Paul Miller BMW over Marco Sorensen, Roman DeAngelis, Aaron Tila, Tranky, Monte Calvo, Patrick Gallagher, Robbie Foley, Laura Spinelli, and Misha Goikberg round out the top five. And Brendan Rebe and Frederick Shandorf, they f- fell out of the race uh, early on Saturday and uh, knocked them down. Uh, Grenier and Michael Skeen, et cetera, et cetera. So... Go and go through all that. So the Paul Miller Racing 1 BMW over the Harder Racing Aston, Vassar Sullivan Lexus, Turner Motorsport BMW, Forte Racing Lamborghini, Inception Racing McLaren, Korthoff Motorsport Mercedes, the Wright Motorsports uh, Porsche, Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche, and Winward Racing Mercedes rounding out the top 10. And then in the uh, Michelin Endurance Cup, GT drivers, the 31 wins 
wins that championship as well over the 0-1 for Ganassi. And then uh, Philippe, yeah, that was Ringer Van der Zander, Sebastian Bourdais. Dixon, third. It says third by himself, but it really isn't. It's actually, it's actually, he's tied. That would be third with all the Lexus, or I mean the, the Acura, uh, Wayne Taylor Acura guys um, there in third. And then, yeah, so that's kind of, that's incorrect. And then um, zero one the ten seven twenty five and Cadillac wins that. Ben Hanley, George Kurtz win the Michelin Endurance Cup for LMP two drivers over Quinn and Kading and Paul Upshatin. And then uh, Mikkel Jensen, Scott Huffaker, and Stephen Thomas there. So the zero four for over the fifty two and the eleven. And then Fraga, Gar Robinson, Burdon. Uh, Finished first there, Dickerson, Mantella, Verone, Wayne Boyd, the 74 over the 17, the 13 in LMP3. Junkandela, Jul Gunan finished uh, first in the uh, GT Pro over, uh, and then Mauro Engel is their third driver. Antonio Garcia, Jordan Taylor, then Ben Barnico, Jack Hawksworth, Bockler, and Pile. It'll be the 79 over the 3, the 14, the 9, and 23. And then in Mercedes wins the manufacturers for GT Pro. And then for yeah, GT Daytona drivers, Kenton Coke, Mikel Grenier, and Mike Skeen uh, win the Endurance Cup for the... So that's uh, good for them for the Merced Inception Mercedes team. Ian James, Marco Sorens, and Roman DeAngelis, the... Uh, Part of racing Aston, Mike Dine and Gallagher and Robbie Foley third. And a bunch of these drivers. So yeah, the harder the Korthoff or Korthoff racing, my fault. Um Mercedes, Harder Racing, um uh, Aston, Paul Turner Motorsports ninety six, Paul Miller Racing, BMW finished uh tied their third and fourth Winward Racing Mercedes round out the top uh five and Mercedes gets the GTD manufacturer's title by two over BMW. A lot to take in there. Uh, we'll move on to the NHRA at Dallas this past uh, past weekend. And I mentioned that the TSR duo of uh, Leah Pruitt and Matt Hagen won in Nitro. Uh, the Maggot more on Eric Enders, one in Pro Stock, and Gage Herrera gets one step closer to a Pro Stock motorcycle title, um, bringing it back to the days of Dave Schultz, John Myers, Angel Sampay, you name it, when there's domination, Matt Smith. I mean, it's crazy how Matt Hines, uh, Andrew Hines, Craywick, absolute destruction uh, by Gage Herrera. So we'll get into the uh, ladders here for top fuel. Leah Pruitt came from the seventh spot to win over Steve Torrance. She beat Sean Langdon, Doug Coletta, and Clay Milliken on her way to the finals. Uh, Steve Torrance from the number one spot beat Buddy Hull, Antron Brown, and us uh, and his dad Billy in the semifinals, and then uh, in uh, and he set. Torrance set the low ET of the race as well. In Funny Car, Matt Hagen started fifth. 
beat Paulie, Alex Laughlin, Tim Wilkerson on his way to the final, then beat John Force in the final. Uh, Force uh, started in the number two spot, beat Jeff Deal, Cruz Pentagon for the 973rd time. They raced each other. J.R. Todd on his way to the final there. Uh, low ET was uh, John Force. Top speed was Matt Hagen, 332.25. In pro stock, uh, uh, Eric Anders uh, started in uh, the three spot, beat Eric Latino, Christian Quadra, uh, Troy, Troy Coughlin Jr. on her way to the final, Dallas Glenn, who she beat Dallas Glenn. Glenn was started from the five spot. Uh, beat Bo Botner, Camry Caruso, his teammate, one of his teammates, and Aaron Stanfield, who didn't even run. And then uh, on his way to the final, Greg Anderson got knocked out by Aaron Stanfield. Anders had low ET, best reaction time. Uh, top speed was Troy Coughlin Jr. Pro Stock Motorcycle, uh, Gage Herrera started in the number one spot, beats uh, Blaine Hale in the first round, gets a single uh in the se- second round beats Hector Rana Jr. and then uh Eddie Krawick and Gage Herrera I don't know it doesn't show any lap uh, any laps there so I don't know what's if there was something that went wrong there uh detailed results in so yeah it shows so yeah so Gage Herrera won with a 664 at 203.3 over Eddie Krawick with a 670 at 202.56. So, and uh, Julie Nattis gets the victory. Tony Stewart won in round one. Um, Nattis beat Joey Severance. And uh, Matt Sackman, John Cowie, Angel Sampay uh, beat Mike Coughlin there in the first round. And then in second round, action, Tony Stewart lost to Angel Sampay. And Lane Choice Wolf in the semifinals. And then in the semifinals, uh, Kurt Wolf won over Angel Sampay and Julie Nattis. Beat Sean Cowie for the first time uh, ever. And great time for her to do that. Uh, the standings Leah Pruitt goes to Las Vegas with a four point lead over Doug Coletta, 13 point lead on Steve Torrance. That's essentially where the battle is at for the championship. Matt Hagen has a 36-point lead over Bob Tasca, 69 over Robert Ike, 69! And 99 over Ron Caps. Interesting since uh, Ronnie, the limo driver, got married this past weekend, and you got guys like Caps there uh, who would have been at the wedding, but he was busy. Uh, Kurt Busch, Kurt Busch! was at that wedding along with uh, Shannon Spake and Kelly Stavist amongst a lot of other Hollywood and uh, famous types. In uh, pro stock, Enders has an 85-point lead over Anderson, 93 over Glenn. And uh, yeah, I mean, Herrera leads by a lot over Craywick. Matt Smith is third, Hector Arana is fourth. That's what uh, is going on there. In Lucas Oil drag racing, uh, Natis right now leads by 40, or was it 60, 71 plus uh, 76 or 75 points over Tony Stewart. Um, she's run one less national event this year 
and uh, they've run the same number of divisional rounds. So if Tony wants to win, he's going to have to pick up a couple of W's here uh, as soon as possible. Uh, that's really where he's at. The only way he's going to um, get the top alcohol dragster title, uh, Lucas Oil National Championship. So each driver is able first five regional, first ten national a drivers, drivers best three regional, best seven national finishes from their eligible points are going to constitute their Lucas Oil uh, national championship points total. So that'll see what happens with that. Tony's up against it in regards to that. MotoGP and Moto2 race in Indonesia this past weekend and uh, we'll be racing at Phillip Island. This coming weekend, as I mentioned, Peko Bagnaya gets the victory. Huge victory after what had been a rough weekend leading up to that and then crashing at in India previous race and losing the sprint um, to uh, Jorge Martin. Bagnaya over Vinales, Fabio Quattararo, DG Antonio, Bezecchi, the top five, Binder, Jack Miller, Bestaini, Rins, and Alicia Spargo round out the top 10. Only 14 classified riders. Um... At the end of the race, Ori Martin out, along with uh, Zarco, Mir, Mark Marquez, Aguso, Fernandez, Luca Marini, and Paul Espargaro. Um, session is also. Then uh, the standings leading into Phillip Island. Uh, Bagnaya leads by 18 points. Uh, leads Martin by 18 points. Basecki. Uh, solidly in third, Binder more or less solidly in fourth, Espargaro and Vinales, the Aprilia teammates, separated by 12 points for fifth. Joan Zarco is in that mix as well, 15 points behind Espargaro. Uh, Marini, Miller, and Quattararo round out the top 10. Uh, so in uh, MotoGP uh, standings, in Moto2, uh, Pedro Acosta gets yet another victory over Aaron Kinnett, Aldeguer, Jake Dixon, Gonzalez, you know, Tony Arbolinos, Chantra, Sergio Garcia, Joe Roberts finishes ninth, and Sam Lowe's rounds out the top ten. The uh, standings heading to Phillip Island for Moto2 is uh, Pedro Acosta leads by 65 points. Over Tony Arbolino, Jake Dixon is 105 points back in third. Uh, Aaron Kinnett, fourth. Chantra, fifth. And right now, we go slide back to Roberts is uh, in 14th place. He'd need to win a bunch to get himself into the top 10. Right now, he's 13 points out of behind Sam Lowe's and 17 behind Sergio Garcia in 12th. Um, he was the only American rider this past weekend. Sean Dillon Kelly is out of a ride, so that's that. We'll see how everything goes there. And then, um, all right, so F1 Academy, coming back to that, it's been a while for them. They haven't raced the F1 Academy since uh, the summer, so they'll be back for their final uh uh, race weekend uh, at Circuit of the Americas after they haven't raced since the end of July. Marta Garcia led the points, has led the points for a good amount of the season. Uh, she has a 
a 48 point lead on Lena Buhler and Hamda Al Kabasi and Neri Martis fourth and Abby Pulling fifth. Uh, Amd, Amna Al Kabasi sixth, Bustamante, Dehus Edgar, and Lovin Foss and Schreiner round out the drivers that had put up some level of points there. Uh, F1 Academy collaborate with Champions of the Future on Global Karting Series. Uh, now there's that, so we'll see what happens. The long layoff, if it affects anybody there. In British Touring Car Championship, saw uh, Ash Sutton win a fourth fourth uh, British Touring Car Championship. Uh, six pole positions, 12 race wins, first driver claim title on both rear wheel and front wheel drive. Um, machinery interesting youngest driver to win four championships the two wins around London driver James Thompson 12 wins is Alan Menu Andy Rouse and Colin Turkington all right so yeah so pretty big deal outgoing champion Tom Ingram is so credit to Ash Sutton um, in winning the the championship there for the Napa team, um, I'm trying to see what manufacturer. I think he was a BMW driver. And yeah, Ash Sutton over Tom Ingram, Jay Kill, Colin Turkington, and Josh Cook. And then in uh, so all right, so they have uh, in um, terms of other news, Corey Heim is gonna stay in with Tricon uh, Garage for next year in the Truck Series, no matter what happens if he wins a championship. Uh, Louis Foster is going to stay with Andretti Global for Indy next. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek we're going to talk about here. He's going to be running double duty this weekend, running for Legacy. In the 42 in the at 42 Homestead, car, which, which that's will, significant. Yeah, so um, we'll talk about that momentarily. And then uh, landing partner role for F1 at Las Vegas. Uh, Amex. Uh, big... Uh, Big story from the weekend at uh, at Road Atlanta sees Robbie Wickens win uh, the uh, TCR championship with uh, his uh, co-driver co Harry Gottsacker for Brian Hurd Autosport and Hyundai uh, gets the driver uh, championship uh, with uh, they share the driver's championship in that category. Uh, he's been racing for them for the last few years, five years after his uh, life-changing wreck at Pocono Raceway. Um, Robbie Wickens is a champion in uh, in TCR, which is a huge uh, thing to hear um, and to see for a guy who's battled through so much and what he's gone through and for his family and everything. So yeah, it's amazing, amazing feat, amazing for... Uh, the family for his fan for him for his family everything uh, one of the great stories in motorsport honestly to see Robbie Wickens get that championship in uh, TCR in the weather in the Michelin pilot challenge um, so that's um, it's really really cool um, to see if Christina yeah uh, to see that that happen um, and for one of the great people in racing too, no less. So um, that's uh, pretty awesome. 
Uh, all right. So let's move forward from that. Uh, all right. So we'll move forward to the U.S. Grand Prix at uh, Circuit of the Americas this coming weekend. Another sprint sprint weekend. Um, target podium return and awesome. Admit of Kiwari against Red Bull and McLaren. So yeah, Mercedes is gonna bring an upgrade. And they're trying to target a podium, but uh, would think it'll be pretty difficult um, to do that either way. But we will see what happens. Um, let's go back to the picks out of uh, picks from last week. Uh, Josh, you went first, so I'll go first uh, for Formula One. So F1 US Grand Prix. Uh, Fish Lips lit, wins the wins the race over um over oscar piastri and uh the smooth operator and then in the sprint i'm gonna pick piastri to win another one uh brint over uh fish lips and uh and norris those are my picks for the u.s grand prix i think uh the mercedes do fair better than they have in recent races i do think lewis gets top fives in both um the sprint and in the uh in the uh race itself at one of his best racetracks what say you josh well you know i mean obviously we're gonna go ahead and pick uh max for stopping to win the united states grand prix uh but you know, behind him. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Lando Norris finished his second. You picked his teammate Piastri, so I'll just go with uh, Lando here, the other McLaren car uh, driver. So uh, pick that. And, um, you know, I'll pick, uh, um, you know, I'm actually going to go opposite here of you on teammates. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I'll pick uh, Charles Leclerc to finish third here who um last year finished third in this race uh at the usgp so and actually led one lap there so um yeah that well should be interesting i guess and of course the the sprint race uh you pick piastri well you know i'll just i'm just gonna pick um verstappen to win the uh sprint race uh over i'll just say over lando and piastri so Verstappen takes home both uh, Sprint and the uh, USGP this weekend. All right. Pretty straightforward there. Um, for a Formula One, they'll be racing uh, three consecutive weeks. They'll be racing this week at Coda, next week at uh, Mexico at Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez, and then they'll be racing the Brazilian Grand Prix. So triple header here, and then they'll take uh two weeks off and race the first loss uh, first time since 1982 they'll be racing the las vegas uh grand prix and that'll be a back-to-back to end the season with las vegas and uh abu dhabi we'll move to the trucks to start the previews for um homestead there will be 35, right now there's 35 trucks for 36 spots, so somebody will show up and fill that uh, fill that uh, spot to take the purse money and all that. I mentioned, I think we mentioned that Matt Mills is going to be in the, in driving the 42 for Nice next year, 
Oh, so that's a big deal for him to get into a top flight ride. Uh, Josevar moving over to 77 for Spire. Uh, Marco Andretti will be uh, driving for Spire in the last two races in uh, the Truck Series uh, season. And also Corey Heim will be back. So um, 36, and I figure somebody else is going to show up to run a start and park, maybe Jennifer Ho Cobb or something. Um, <laughs> and nobody listed in the 0-2 as of now. Nobody listed in the 20 or the 25 for that matter. You have, don't even have a full field. You don't have three drivers listed for trucks, two for Youngs and one for Rackley War. Um, Nick Sanchez, of course, driving on a home game. Coming back from a few weeks ago when uh, uh, Minecraft and punched him. Spencer Davis in a 0-4 for Roper uh, Racing. Then Chase Purdy, uh, Dean Thompson. Or I'm just going through all these drives. Um, yeah, Marco Andretti was running for Spire, trying to go through some of these other people. Anything. Maggio driving to 22. Jonathan Schaefer. Driving to 30, Memphis Villarreal driving for Rayum, uh, Bailey Curry in the 41, and uh, is it Jack Wood again in the 51, Tyler Hill in the 56 for uh, the family team, Jake Drew back in the 61 for a Tory, and then Armani Williams driving for uh, G2G in that rent direct. So, um, Josh, you get uh, first choice here on the truck series side for who do you look at to win and uh, wild card? Yeah, so I think you know, I think this weekend, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Carson Hosevar winning the truck race this weekend to lock himself in to the final four. Uh, you know, he's had a good truck race uh, season so far this year and i think he's clearly established himself as you know, one of the favorites for this title so i'm gonna go ahead and uh, lock him in as my pick uh and then wild card this weekend um you know I'll go with uh old reliable and roger caruth this weekend uh you know he's been pretty reliable here in the mile and a halfs and um you know i think um he's had some good runs in the mile and a half tracks this year so you know look at uh, his run at uh charlotte you know kind of a similar worn down pavement track compared to homestead uh one that you're going to be running the top uh a bunch so uh you know i think he can uh definitely have a, a shot there so We'll see. We'll see how it goes this weekend, but should be interesting this weekend with it being an elimination race. Although I don't think anybody even knows that it's an elimination race because it's the truck series, but um, it is indeed an elimination race, and there is a, a bit of a log jam here between fourth and sixth place in the standings here, with five points of separation between Sanchez and Finger and Road. So you know we'll see how that. Uh, trio of drivers who ends up filling in that uh, fourth slot here uh, uh, this weekend. So that should be an interesting battle to watch uh, throughout the race on Saturday. Yeah, and it's a good point you bring up that because the truck series has been their way their schedule is and the way they're they're presented on TV, you wouldn't know that uh, they're going into an elimination race. Corey Heim uh, won uh, the first race of their play that that second round uh 
uh, to lock himself in to the championship for um, what was this back in back at Bristol all the way in the middle of sep- uh, a month ago, and um, then they ran Talladega two weeks later, and they've had they've had two weeks off. Going to race this coming weekend. Have another week off before they go to Phoenix. So, and there was a non-playoff winner, uh, non-regular one the last race at uh, Talladega. So as it stands, uh, there's a general, there's a pretty good, there's a pretty good chance. I'm pretty, well, math wise, there's going to be two drivers make it in on points. Now you consider the separation between Christian Eckes, uh, Josh mentioned it with Sanchez and Finger and Rhodes, but it, it, it include Eckes in it. There's only 11 points separating those four drivers, and two of those drivers are going to make probably two of those, two of the five that are up there uh, without are probably going to make the, uh, with Josevar as well, are going to make the final round. So who those will be, uh, definitely to be determined. Um, I, in that vein, I am going to go with. I keep on doing this. I think it's similar to what I do on the grid talk when I pick um, pick uh, Logan Sargent to score points. I, I think, but there's a higher likelihood of this coming off. I think Nick Sanchez gets the victory at home. Uh, would be uh, very uh, would be great to see after what was a pretty uh, bad situation for him a couple weeks ago. Comes back, races at Homestead. We don't know what his situation is for next year in um in the truck series or what's going on but um nick sanchez to win and uh lock into final four and then um uh, and then in terms of a wild card uh wild card for me will be uh it's kind of tough to make a wild card pick but um we will go with uh guess we'll go with taylor gray yeah so we'll go with taylor gray um taylor gray is a wild card and then um i guess for me who do i look at to make the i mean obviously Corey heim is in i say nick sanchez makes it in with a victory and then carson hosevar i don't see any changes there i see carson hosevar and christian eckes also advancing to uh, Phoenix in a couple of weeks time. So I don't see any changes coming from that. Uh, Josh, you put Carson Osovar in to win. So um, that means uh, he would uh, end up being, uh, so he ends up in there along with Corey Heim. Do you see any changes in regards to who else would make it into the final four? No, I mean, I think the final four as it is, I think it's going to stay the same. I know it's tight, but, uh, you know, I think, I think it'll definitely stay the same between, um, how, you know, the four drivers are and, and I don't, I don't think Infinger will be able to make it in. Um, and I think, I don't, I don't think Rhodes has enough speed compared to, uh, any of the top four to try to make it in. All right. So, yeah, so we'll say that the final four st- the current final four stays the same um uh, i messed that up but i'll edit that shortly um xfinity 
at Homestead. Two races to go for them uh, in this round. Um, the Contender Boats 300 has, f- what is it? They say 40. They're saying three vehicles are going to miss the show. But uh, yeah, so 41 for 38. Uh, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jimbug is going to be uh, back for his second race of 2023 no neck will be racing in the car long mbm 66 uh, matt mills is running double duty uh, driving for emerlin gase you got uh i don't know how many rss cars are out there this weekend um was it one two three four rss cars are going to be out there and uh no joe graf jr i guess uh whoever runs the 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 rss racing social media i think napalmed him uh, last week on uh the social so that that might be a was a lead into uh what was going to happen which i guess is not having a job anymore they have mason maggio uh racing the 29 car so they're gonna have to make the race on speed uh with that vehicle, Dawson Cram, former guest of the show, will be in the 74 again. You know, Kyle Siegel will be in the 38. So, yeah, there you go. So, I guess he doesn't have a job. I figure he'll probably be in the Emerling Gates 35 uh, because they don't have anybody announced as of now. Um, yeah, so that's for the trucks. Um, and CJ, uh, so JJ Ailey in the four. Natalie Decker, that empty head, uh, is in the 07. Says Myatt Snyder in the 19. Derek Krause will be in the 11. Um, Connor Mozak, Maggio McLaughlin, Kyle Seagull driving for uh, RSS. Earnhardt, Leland Honeyman in the uh, Alpha Prime. Yeah, so and Kyle Weatherman will drive in the 91 for uh, DGM. We'll see who makes the show. I mean, obviously Junior wants to make the show on who want, wants to put himself in position, make the show on time. It uh, looks like the Chargers have scored a touchdown. Chargers have scored a touchdown, so um, to number seven, whoever. Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett. That's what I, Yeah, so thank you. And so uh, big score there. Chargers, I think, are up 10 points. Um, oh, it's a tie game. Oh, it is a tie game. All right. Well, oh, 17 all. All right. Oh, so why not have overtime on Monday Night Football? That'd be great. Um, I'll go first for the Xfinity race, and I will pick John Hunter Nemechek. Um, it's the low-hanging fruit on that one. And my uh, and lock himself into the Final Four. And then I'll pick Retzloff as my uh, wild-card pick. Uh, how about you, Josh? Uh, you know, I'm going to go, since he picked John Hunter Nemechek, um, I'm going to go the opposite and go uh, Austin Hill to win the race. And then, of course, uh, Mr. Ralph Dale Earnhardt Jr. to be the wild card this weekend. So, um, you know, he ran, Jr. ran good at Homestead back in uh, uh, June 2020. I think he finished top five or top ten. So, you know, he 
he's got a good shot here to have another good run and probably the hopefully the uh car doesn't get catch on fire this time around so we'll see how that goes but yeah it should be should be a good one uh this weekend uh homestead's a good track for the xfinity series in general with the way it drives yeah and i think junior would feel a lot com- more comfortable this week uh, after having that race um after he got the race at uh at bristol and ran as uh, as competitively as he did um so i think he stands a chance a better chance of running well this weekend he'll get a more representative practice than what you get from running at bristol honestly um and fine just give me a second here from Preemstead. all right so amended that so we will go to cup at homestead and josh will be the first to choose uh for the cup at homestead uh mentioned john hunter you you had something on the um the team that previously announced that Josevar will still drive for um at martinsville and phoenix so i mean we can go and listen did you hear jimmy's uh uh I saw his announcement that they're putting John Hunter in for this race. Uh, I was only saying it's significant because it's the 42 and Joni Michek drove the 42 back in the day. And, you know, they have history at Homestead as well. So with uh, John Hunter and John Hunter being named after his uncle, uh, late uncle John uh, Nemechek, who passed away at Homestead in a truck series accident. Yeah, it's very true. And, Joe Nemechek has, has had uh, uh, good runs there over the years, especially in the Bush series. So there's a lot of uh, significance there uh, for sure. Uh, good point on that. So, And also he's going to be driving the 42 car next year in um, in the Cup Series full-time. So that'll be, that'll be that. Um, it's the Forever 400 uh, presented by Mobile One. Mobile One, of course, sponsor for um, Kevin Harvick, and uh, that's the tour is the Forever Tour. So uh, nine years ago, he won his uh, championship at this race and uh, at this racetrack, and uh, that was one of the first. I think it may have been the first year of the Final Four, the elimination format playoff. Yeah, that was. Uh, so that was an uh, that was significant there. Uh, he will also be running. Uh, a throwback to the Budweiser car that he ran back back then. Uh, of course, it'll be a Ford this year instead of a Chevy. So that'll be interesting. It'll be cool. It's a cool-looking throwback. I bet it'll be one of the better die-casts that sells all year. Uh, Ross Chastain racing with Kubota this weekend. Austin Gumby Simdrick with Freightliner. Bass Pro for Bald Spot Dylan mentioned Budweiser for Kevin Harvick, Larson's usual, Build Submarines for Keselowski, Gainbridge for LaJoy, 3Chi for Kyle Busch, uh, Hooters for William Clyde Elliott II, uh, back to Smithfield for Almirola, for a home game for him, Sport Clips for Hamlin, Menards and Duracell for Blaney, Magical Vacation Planner for Chase Briscoe, uh, no ch- sponsor listed for Yaley, AJ Almendinger, Campers, NRV, Chris Busher of Fastenal, Bass Pro for Martin Truex Jr., 
Ream for Christopher Bell, Dex Imaging for Harrison Burton, uh, Shell Pennzoil back on for Logano, McDonald's for Bubba, Liberty for Byron, Leaf Filter Gutter Protection for Haley, Loves and Fleet Guard for McDowell, Gilliland with Serial One e-bikes, Ryan Priest's United Rentals, uh, the Maury Gallagher sponsors for John Hunter and Eric Jones. McDonald's will also be on the 45 for Tyler Reddick. And Richard, a boost by Kroger and Vitamin Water. Alex Bowman, Ally, Coker's Garage. Uh, no Neck will be running double duty, uh, driving the 51 as well for uh, Rick Ware. Monster Energy for Keebler. Ray's Shot Focus for Ty Dillon. Josh Balicki in the 78. And then Freeway.com for Daniel Suarez. Um, get first dibs, Josh, on uh, uh, who will... Uh, will somebody advance their way into the Final Four? Or will it be a non-playoff driver? Yeah, I know. I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, Christopher Bill to win. Yeah, I think he's kind of seething after that last run at Las Vegas. And he's really gone mile and a half this year. And, um, you know, I think the... You know, mile and a half uh, in general been good for Toyotas. Uh, and he, yeah, I think this is a track that definitely favors his driving style. So I think Christopher Bell locks his way in uh, from fifth place, which would bump out, you know, potentially bump out Denny Hamlin out of this. But, you know, he locks his way into the final four. And then uh, wild card uh, this weekend. Uh, damn. Uh, wild card this weekend. It's a bit tough. Because we're down to the last bit in the standings here, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of, that you can go here. Uh, I'll pick Daniel Suarez. Why not? Uh, you know, he needs a really good run, uh, and you know, Mister Three Hundred Five, of course, uh, from Miami. So needs he needs a good run for the co-owner of his team and everything. So yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide. Um, Daniel Suarez, see if he can go and do that for Donnie. Uh, for uh, Pitbull, for Armando, uh, as co-owner there at the home game for uh, the co-owner of uh, Trackhouse Racing. Um, I will go and pick... Hmm, this is, this is a, a little more... I mean, I think... I think I, what is it, I picked last week here. Who did I pick last week? I picked Reddick last week uh, to win, and he didn't get it. And Josh, you picked William Byron, and those are probably the two people that make the most sense to me. Um, I, I'm i doing this begrudgingly. I am going to pick William Byron to win uh, what would be his seventh win of 2023 and lock himself into... The uh, final four, Byron to win, lock into final four, and the wild card, I'm going to do it, it's not a, yeah, you could call it a homer thing, it's not based on performance, uh, Chase Briscoe, it's one of his better racetracks, he's won there in Xfinity, um, I'm sure he's looked forward to this race, I mean, I'd probably, based on, I went against my judgment with pick, picking Reddick. I picked Reddick last week. Um, you know what? I'm I'm an audible. I'm gonna go Reddick, Tyler Reddick to win, to win and lock into final four. 
and then Briscoe wildcard stays uh, because it's one of his best racetracks. Uh, he qualified halfway decent, but then the car was dog crap uh, in the race. So we'll see what happens with that um, at uh, Homestead. So let's move forward into the sim segment, Josh. Let us know what's going on uh, in iRacing and in gaming uh, this week. Yeah, of course. I mean, this week iRacing, you know, we've got uh, the all three truck, Xfinity Cup Series racing uh, at the uh, Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend, so um, there'll be plenty of opportunity to run run the fence, uh, you know, in any of these cars. Which actually, my experience in i racing running the fence uh, on at Homestead hasn't really worked out the way I thought it would. Uh, for some reason, I guess the at least the setups that they give out on the fixed series end up lending to the bottom or the middle working out better than the top but i suppose if we had a longer longer run maybe the top would come in uh there so we'll see how that works out but got that uh the legend series 87 cars uh running at north wilkesboro so that should be kind of interesting with those cars um indy cars are at chicagoland this weekend uh gen 4 cars at nashville this weekend, of course, still got the, uh, um, what you can call it, the Draftmaster Series now at Talladega. Uh, so that should be interesting uh, running running uh, at that with uh, unrestricted cars. Uh, so looking forward to running some of those as I have been doing the last couple of weeks. Uh, running, yeah, running on that. Um, let's see, on the oval side, uh, what else we got here? uh home yeah all these are all fixed i think fixed setup races so let me put it back to open uh to see which cars are running for draft master series yeah draft master yeah still running uh yeah week six with uh the schedule at uh actually at daytona still which i think it's in the uh next gen car this week and then they then they switch over to talladega uh and then run run the same cars that they've been running uh there so uh yeah the setups that i've been using for that one have been uh, for talladega but modified did run slightly modified changing just the gearing and the downforce for daytona a little bit more handling uh than talladega so we'll see how that goes this week and then talladega next week uh, should be should be plenty fast there and then on the the road side pulling up those races uh going on the road end uh all of them uh looking at that uh pulling up this uh got gt3s at road america formula fords at lime rock park uh gr toyota gr series at vir virginia national raceway uh got uh ferrari gt3s at summit point raceway the mustang uh, Skip Barber series at Silverstone National Circuit layout. The iRacing IMSA Fixed series at Le Mans, uh, the circuit 24 hours Le Mans, uh, Circuit Le Sarth. Uh, that's a fixed series, I think, running for like uh, 35 minutes. So just a short sprint race there at Circuit Le Sarth. Uh, Stock Car Brazil at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. 
Um, got USF 2000s and uh, Indy Pro 2000s at uh, Oran Park uh, here. LMP2s also at uh, Circuit Lusarth uh, there. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Formula 4 at Suzuka yeah, Grand Prix uh, Circuit. Then you've got the, um, let's see, looking at, yeah, the Formula One, so their version of the Formula One series, the Grand Prix series, running at uh, Circuit of the Americas, a 14-lap uh, sprint race there, so might be more entertaining than actual F1 race for sure. Um, pulling up, trying to see more of, more of what's available on the schedule here. Uh, open series, looking at that. Uh, got the uh, Skip Barber series at Silverstone Supercars, the Aussie V8 Supercars at Laguna Seca, Production Lab Sim Cars at uh, Virginia National Raceway, uh, Falcon Tire uh, GT4s at Circuit of the Americas, also uh, Grand Prix Legends running at the Milwaukee Mile, so the old style uh, Formula One cars from the 60s running in Milwaukee Mile, kind of throwback to the Old days in USAC before CART. Uh, got the GT Thrustmaster Challenge at Daytona Road Course. Uh, IndyCar Open Wheel B running at Talladega this weekend. Uh, so that'll be a disaster probably. And I don't think anybody would run that one because nobody's nobody has entered in that one right now is what I'm looking at. Although that starts at midnight uh, tonight. Um, that session uh, open wheel C also at Oran Park. So, um, yeah, so plenty of opportunity as always on iRacing. Um, you know, we saw the announcement for last week, the NASCAR console game partnership with iRacing. Looks like they're beginning to put out some surveys on what they want uh, for the the series uh, for for that game. So probably have to look at that survey and see what kind of questions they're answering um, and see, you know, what kind of uh, direction that this might go in. But, you know, still that's a very exciting announcement, of course, uh, there. Um, and uh, looking looking at the iRacing official news here, what else is uh, happening as far as special events or anything like that? Uh, I don't think there's really anything here uh, currently right now in terms of official news from iRacing, but of course, um, you know, plenty of plenty of content uh, across the board uh, with uh, you know with uh, the recent announcement there with NASCAR, and then of course the regular scheduled iRacing races uh, on the service. So, and yeah, that's all for sim racing this week. Of course, um, follow on Twitch at Newsailer Two, uh, where we can if we go live, which maybe we'll go live for some homestead racing this weekend uh, or throughout the week, we'll go live for that. Uh, let's see, uh, the Twitter at uh, JP Huffine, which of course go on there and see what I have to say, of course. Uh, you know, talking about the Jaguars as always and uh, any racing takes as, uh, you know, as we see. Uh, and of course, um, the uh, YouTube page, uh, Gripshire Podcast YouTube, which will have all our videos up there uploaded usually by the end of the week and be up there hopefully before the races this weekend. So, uh, yeah, that's all for me this week. Of course, good win for the Jaguars this week. Glad to see them win in person as always. So, um, yeah, good racing as well throughout the week at Las Vegas. You know, hopefully, you know, this weekend 
at Homestead, Dale Jr. puts on puts on a good performance and he's able to finish this time on like Bristol. But I think he'll be definitely a lot more confident going into this weekend for sure. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It'd be cool to see Junior win. I definitely thought he was going to win at Bristol, so it'd be good to see him win at one of his favorite racetracks for sure at uh, Homestead Miami Speedway. And definitely check out uh, Josh on the sim uh, on his iRacing and his Twitch page or any racing he does over there. And thanks as always, brother, for being my co-host and sidekick and uh, um, all the great content and great uh, insight you bring to the table. You can find me at PG Matthew on Twitter X. You can find us at uh, Gripster Pod on Twitter X. Uh, you can find the Gripster Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Podbean is our uh, host site. You can also find us philipgmatthew.com. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, and we're, of course, the YouTube page with the video feed. So you can find us there. And we'll see you next week for episode 192. We'll recap uh, Homestead, the triple header. We'll also recap the U.S. Grand Prix and F1 Academy at CODA. You got NHRA um, at uh, Las Vegas. You're going to have MotoGP, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, World Rally is going to be a busy uh, weekend. Formula One will be in Mexico. A lot going on here uh, next week or so in the world of racing as we get towards the end of the motorsports season. So we'll be back for that. Also talk about Week 7 NFL and uh, all that's going on with that. So for Josh, I'm Phil. Thanks for listening to Gripshire Podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time.